If you're a regular listener to the show, I hope by now you've got the impression, and hopefully the correct impression, that this is a careers education podcast with a difference. I put this podcast together because I didn't think there was a huge amount of resources out there for people who were either studying a degree or who had finished studying a degree and who didn't know what to do next with their career. If you're new to the show, just to kind of fill you in, this is a podcast where each episode I speak to someone who did a degree in one area but ended up working in a different area and we kind of try and figure out how they got there, try to learn through their experiences and figure out, I suppose, what you can take away from it and apply to your own life. And over the last couple of weeks, I've sort of been thinking that, well, maybe there were some extra type of episodes I could start putting together. So I've been working on some bonus material, and this is the first of what will hopefully be many to come. I'm still doing the other types of episodes, but these will just be kind of sporadically sprayed in there every now and then to kind of give you something a little bit extra and a little bit different. The whole idea is to introduce people who don't know what they want to do with their career, who maybe are still trying to figure things out, to introduce those people, to introduce perhaps you, to career education specialists and career development specialists of varying different types. Most of the people who I'll feature in the next couple of bonus episodes, you probably wouldn't have heard of, but they are amazing. And unlike other podcasts, they're coming onto this podcast with a specific remit. I've asked each one of them in each of their areas of speciality to take what they do, what they teach, and try to apply it to students and graduates who are at that phase where they don't know what to do next. And if that's you, as you listen to this, well, I really hope this helps. The first of these episodes is with a independent careers advisor, Mark Yates. Mark was a great sport to take time out of his busy day to do this. I really appreciate it. Mark Yates is a independent careers advisor. He has worked all over the industry for the past 25 years at every level and we were having a bit of a conversation from his point of view when he was dealing with a graduate or a student who didn't know what they wanted to do what advice would they give him and this was particularly it can i think at times be a particularly difficult topic to kind of cover in something like a podcast because careers guidance is very very personalized it's always adapted to your personal circumstances so we had to kind of take a step back and kind of come up with some ideas that were more generic that everyone could apply to their lives regardless of their circumstances as much as humanly possible is obviously going to be some leeway um give or take but mark came up with seven fantastic points and i really hope you enjoyed today's episode also tiny bit of housekeeping my usually very reliable microphone packed it in right as my interview with Mark started. So I had to pull up my second one, my kind of bonus one, uh, which unfortunately isn't as good as this microphone. So uh, there is a slight difference in audio quality between my voice now and my voice when I'm speaking to Mark. But hopefully you can still hear everything clearly and uh, you'll forgive it because Mark is crystal clear and uh, he's got some fantastic points to tell you about. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of Graduate Compass. Welcome to Graduate Compass, the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be. Mark, first of all, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you very much for the invite. uh, I'm fairly new to be a guest on a podcast, so uh, it'll be a good experience. Well, certainly for me. 
<laughs> no, I absolutely will. I will. And just before we started recording, I was just saying to you, I was asking you for your tips and you sent them through on the email and I was delighted with them because they, they totally went in a completely different direction than I thought maybe we would go, but in a very positive way. So just to kind of crack on straight into it, the first tip you mentioned was that if you're someone who is listening to this podcast and you don't know where you want to go with your career, the first thing you said was, well, doing something is better than doing nothing at all. Which, I mean, I'm sure you found this with your conversations with students as well, about um, quite often I see, talk to students and they just seem um, a bit frozen about knowing what to do and how to go, and they're scared to take that first step. Um, but actually, the amount of students I talk to who um, go and do something which on the surface seems a bit um, random and unconnected and which may seem like it's not going to lead anywhere but it opens up opportunities it leads them in a different direction it gives them they have conversations with people and that which then point them in a different direction or they get some experience with something and it opens up a whole world of opportunities they hadn't um thought of before which is basically every op- every conversation you've had on this podcast so far I guess um so yeah just having that confidence to go and do something even if it doesn't on the surface sound like it might lead anywhere you know often that will just open up all sorts of different opportunities absolutely and I think as well uh, I had this kind of weird moment when you sent that email through and I was reading this because I was I was literally just after having a conversation with with a graduate who wants to get working in an area that at the moment there's no kind of way to get experience because of COVID-19 because of the pandemic and and the advice was well gets you know getting some experience is better than nothing oh absolutely and I mean there's you know there's loads of career theory behind it to back it up but it's that happenstance thing of you know unexpected things can lead in different directions um, and you're absolutely right you don't have the first jump after university can it doesn't have to be the perfect thing you can get to the perfect slot or perfect job by taking a complete zigzag squiggly line to get there um, so yeah it's doing something will just get the ball rolling rather than being frozen in time and worrying about you know not being able to find the perfect thing to start with so yeah just get on and do something um, if it's a really good move, then fantastic. If it's only okay or poor, well, it will still give you some motivation to find the right thing afterwards. So it's better than nothing. Absolutely, Mark. I 100% agree with you. And I suppose that leads us then to our next point, which is the idea that people need to try then to, to I suppose, find an, an, an action point, don't they? What can they actually do to move forward? And one of the most obvious ways is to talk to their classmates and talk to the people in, in their course that they're, that they're studying with and hearing about their experiences, because that really can give you an insight into possible avenues, can't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and when I think, I suppose, especially if you're on a course where a lot of the people that you're studying with have been off to do different internships, they've had work experience different places, they've maybe researched different companies, you know, all of that um, combined knowledge would be useful to tap into because a lot of that will be related to opportunities that would use the course that you're on. So tapping into that uh, would be a really good way to find out broaden your knowledge of what's out there, what's possibilities, what other people have found out that you know, would build on what you're currently experiencing. From my experience kind of working with students and graduates, I think sometimes there's a fear that people, if they if they're really feel stuck after, after the course or maybe before their course ends, that they don't want to ask anyone in their class because they think, oh, I'm, I'm the only one who's struggling. You might be very surprised talking to your classmates about the experience they have and how similar it might be to yours. 
Absolutely. And I think you're absolutely right. And I think and there's always going to be that worry that if you ask other people, they may they may not want to tell you what the information they've got because it would increase competition. So, yeah, most people will find feel like they are happy to share what they've found out because everyone's going to have something to add to the conversation um, and everyone's going to be on a, the same learning experience. Um, so I think it's pretty, it would be a really good way just to talk to everyone else on the course, um, maybe see if one of the lecturers could get everyone to do a, you know, a five minute presentation you know, one day on information about things like the, the opportunities after the course or that sort of thing um, would help people, everyone learn more about what everyone else has found out so far, which would be really helpful. Exactly. And and even if you, you know, even if you're listening, you're listening and, and your course is finished and, you, and you, you can't go back and do that, even just going back and talking to them, you know, and and, and finding out what people have learned, as you said, 99.9% um, .9 of the people are, 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 are going to be helpful. And I suppose that, that leads into your, to your third point, which is that it's not just about the classmates, is it? Your friends outside of university or college, your, your family members, you know, even just kind of casual acquaintances, all of them can really help give you an insight into different career avenues and what you can do next absolutely and there's there's all there's that figure that's always banded around about around about 80 percent of graduate jobs don't specify a degree subject so from an agriculture degree from a maths degree you can go off and do some completely different things that don't seem to be relevant to that um, that curriculum area um, so talking to friends talking to people that you know um, will be a really good way to find out you know, what's out there about different avenues that you haven't thought about before so definitely it's it's worth talking to people that you get on really well with who know you and could say well actually you're particularly good at networking or getting on with other people or communicating or whatever have you thought about these sorts of jobs that would use you know that I know about that would be um, relevant for the skills and what your strengths you know, are that they can see so yeah definitely worth doing. I always think careers education, and I've said this several times on the podcast, is one of the most underestimated parts of higher education because people think it's it's about, you know, helping with your CV or helping with whatever. But really, when you talk about careers education, it's about learning about different industries and, and mm. you know, what you're interested in, what you're not. And you might have you might have a cousin who does something that you don't that you never speak to mm. that actually works in a really cool company that you didn't realize, oh, that could be a really good avenue or you might have a neighbor. Or, or whoever it is and so it's it's not just about kind of that I suppose that formal networking as well it's blue in your circle can be a massive asset oh absolutely I mean, there's that whole big thing about just increasing your awareness of what the opportunities are that are out there um, even as careers advisors you and I don't know every opportunity that that is out there so it's about encouraging people to to look a bit more intentionally and a bit more actively about what is out there and what just and not just thinking about only what they know about so far because there is a vast world of opportunities out there that you know, is definitely worth exploring in a bit more detail 100% 100% as you said you and I or anyone else isn't going to isn't going to know everything so we, we need to you know it's, it's more about the, the approach isn't it mm -hmm. um your, your fourth point really resonated with me think about how how you want to live different careers have different lifestyles yeah and I think part of this is about thinking through what you want to get out of your education and your degree and how you then want to use that in the future and to build the sort of lifestyle or career that you want. So for some people, moving to London for the big stressy finance or law job where you're you know, working 
16 hours a day and you're getting four hours sleep a night and earning bucket loads is perfect. Other people I want to go to university because they have had a few, maybe a few years of working and want to go and get qualified, more qualified to then work in an area, for instance, social care or the health service, where they can use their years of experience um, to create, get into a, a job and a lifestyle that is more suited to what their ambitions and aptitudes are. So I guess the point there is about thinking through how they want students can use their education to kickstart their career in a direction that would really suit their situation and ambitions really absolutely and i think there's you know there's is it can be hard can't it? because it requires a certain level of self-awareness uh, and kind of real, realization of things and I've, I've used this example before but you know that i've talked about the fact that I, that I studied radio and when i finished my degree i remember one of my classmates saying to me that he didn't want to go down the area of radio because he wanted to go off and buy a house but so sometimes when you come to the end of your degree or maybe maybe a little bit after that you do go through this period of, of kind of reassessing things and realizing is this the right area i want to go down or is it not and, and I, I don't know how, how you found it but i found that work with with clients sometimes they it takes a bit of time to kind of process all those different thoughts and different mm. ideas as well doesn't it yeah and i think quite often when students get start at university they it needs a certain step of faith to think actually i need to move out of the very comfortable bubble i'm in um to go and get challenged at university and stretched and you know to develop those skills so and then leaving university having been in that nice safe bubble um to then take that step, next step onto a challenging, interesting career, there is that sort of stepping into the unknown a bit of then thinking, well, actually, I can do this, and it's just, I just need to take that leap of trying the next thing, um, which is always very hard to instill that sort of sense of adventure and you know confidence that where sometimes people lack that, just give it a go, sort of sense of adventure. Yeah, and, and I think I wonder how much of that ties into this kind of social media world that we live in that, you know, everyone's successes are on Facebook and Instagram or whatever, but people don't talk about the fact that, you know, that they've applied for 20 jobs before they got that job that they wanted or that they went to six different interviews and, and they didn't go well. And, you know, so it's, it's it can be very hard sometimes to distance yourself from the kind of the win-win-win the kind of culture that people promote on their own social media and, and that kind of ties into your, your next point which which you said was which is be prepared to fail it's okay to fail and not only is it okay to fail sometimes it's a good thing yeah and quite I mean, i'm sure you found this as well but quite often some of the students i talk to that it's the the things that they failed at that where they've learned the most and yes it's you know when they've gone for a, an assessment center or gone for an interview and it's gone it hasn't gone to plan and actually after they've licked their wounds a bit and come up for air actually they've learned more about the process and about themselves than if they'd have breezed through and it'd been you know a straw in the park so i think yeah having a go at things and not minding if um if you fail and knowing that you'll learn something from it anyway um is is a really valuable approach to take um i mean no one wants to set themselves up to fail do they but i suppose it's being able to stretch yourself and think well if i go and try something and put myself in a new situation it's not the world won't end if it goes badly i can learn from it and apply that to you know a future 
situation so the next time it's not as bad i don't won't feel as awkward or i won't feel so underprepared um I know there have been interviews when I've gone for job interviews in the past where I've gone in slightly in the early part of my career. I went in definitely underprepared and having gone through that a couple of times, actually, I'm a lot better now at making sure that I properly prepare for interviews. Um, So I'm a bit better at knowing that actually, if I'm not careful, I I will just go in slightly um, not very well prepared, slightly underbaked is probably the phrase. I love that underbakes. That's yes. that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna use going forward. That's I love that. Um, yeah, and and it, and it I think as well that like I often find sometimes when I'm working with students or graduates, they you know when they do fail, sometimes it feels in the moment it can feel so personal and it can feel mm. so hard. And 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 you know we've all been there. We we know exactly what that feels like. But you can move on quite quickly, quicker than I think sometimes people realize you can, can't you? Mm. Just you can just keep you know just get up dust yourself off as best you can and just try again and i think there's two things to add to that which you're absolutely right i think one is to try and if if you're the sort of person that does where well, this sort of thing does have an impact on you just keep some notes on how you're feeling write down the success what went well with a certain event or what went badly so if it does happen again you can look back on previous occasions and see what yeah, how things have improved with each event over time. But also just make sure you know who your you know, out and out supporters are, who when you need that sort of emotional sort of, you know, um, encouragement, you can just go and have spend time with a couple of friends who you know will sort of bolster you up a bit. So you know, if you are going to go for something that is you know is going to be a challenge, just make sure you've got, you know, you can record it all and then have some people around you who will be your natural supporters who will cheer you up regardless of what happens. Again, it kind of comes back to that self-awareness. Once a bit of time has passed from failure, a bit of pride that someone actually went for it, you know, at least that they were brave enough to go for it. Because a lot of people aren't brave enough. They just go, oh, I'll just, you know, they don't they don't make that jump unless they're 100% sure. Oh, absolutely. And quite often it's, a stu- you know, sometimes it's students who maybe don't know people have, that have gone for graduate you know, assessment centres and all that sort of thing who actually they give it a go and actually you're right after they've their pride has bounced back a bit they're actually think actually I'm quite pleased I gave it a go yeah, at least I gave it a go um so yeah no absolutely now the, the your six point we're coming we, we said we had seven points overall so we're, we're nearly at the end your six point we I kind of need to make the difference differentiation from your second and third because you said seek advice but when really we're talking about there we're talking about professional advice aren't we yeah yeah so that was really a plug for for the services of people like you and me um because quite often you know professional careers advisors who are employed by all the universities in the country there is very very few situations that uh, career staff won't have seen already um so you could go and talk to them and, and tell them anything and actually most staff will have heard most things already so there's nothing that you won't they will be surprised by so um it's always going worth going to talk to a careers advisor at, at university and saying this is what i'm doing this is what i'd like to do have you got yeah am i on track are there other things that i'm not thinking about that i should do can you broaden out my horizons and tell me about other things that people from my course have gone on to do so i guess there's the reasons for going to see a career advisor are not just about going and saying, I know what I want to do and just tell me how to get there. That's fine if that's the conversation. 
but I see a lot of students who come in saying, well, I'm doing this course, but actually I've got no idea about where I could go. And we end up talking about a whole vast array of opportunities of different directions they could go in, which just opens up their eyes to thinking about how they can go in completely different directions to where they thought they could do. So seeking that advice is more than just going along with your CV or your LinkedIn profile saying, can you just help me polish these things up? It's about that whole sense of direction to think, if I'm not quite sure where I'm going, give me some ideas, open up my eyes, you know, show me where I could, could go and then help guide me to know which of those is best. I'm sure you've had loads of conversations about that yourself where people are just rocked up saying, ah, help, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like you know, half an hour later, there's a lot more of a sense of purpose and direction. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've had people come in and they're nearly in tears because they're so stressed and they don't know what's going to do. And by the end of the conversation, you can just see that lightness come off and they just kind of feel like a weight's been lifted because, you know, and it's not it's not like, oh, you know, in a half an hour or an hour, you get everything sorted. It's just that you you they start realizing that there's light at the end of the tunnel and then you can start kind of like moving things forward and we can start having other conversations because one of the reasons i've started this podcast is that i personally found it really hard after left university and it's one of the reasons i love careers education because i think it's 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 something that people don't realize if you are struggling if you are freaking out if you are worrying you know there's nothing better than going in and speaking to a, a careers advisor or a coach or, or one of the various sort of staff that might be at your institution or in your area um, I do also want to kind of point out as well because we do have listeners um, not only from across the UK but but across the across the uh, various parts of the world. If you're in the UK, um, I would um, and you're a graduate. I think a lot of graduates don't realise you can't still actually go back to your university. Most universities, I think the average is about three years. Some is less. Some it's more. But if you're really stuck, even just getting in touch with them, most institutions do the best to support a graduate. Or even if, you know, you're living in an area and, um, you know, there's a local university, you can go and have a conversation with them and they might, you know, at the the very least, they they might be able to point you in in a different direction because, you know, it's not it's not all just about, right, I I left last June. There's a lot of people go back after a couple of years, but it depends on which institution you're going to. Or, and this might be a good time to give yourself a bit of a plug because, you know, Mark, you you do work freelance as well. So if, if someone's listening and they want a bit of a help, they can go on your website can't they and they can yes. uh, get a and, bit of help yeah I and mean, i think i would first off i'd really reiterate what you just said go back to where you graduated from because some universities will offer you support for life so and that will always be well qualified supportive you know and very helpful but yes there are a few um careers advisors nationally uh, of whom i am one who will provide a service um and you know, talk through your options and help you review what you're up you know what you could do and reflect on what's happened up until now and then you know talk, talk through the the what next stage so that help is is available um you know it will be you know something that most careers coaches that are careers consultants that do freelance will charge you so that's where always go back to your first university that you graduated from and ask them what they can what help they can give you first if that's if you're too old for, or you've left too long ago then you know, the option of talking to people like me as freelancers will be um an option so yes um i am free i am well you know uh, or not i'm free not all, all, all time free i am available to help yes 
Absolutely. And uh, just to remind people that uh, Mark's website is careerfocusessex.co.uk and I'll put a link to that in the description of the uh, the episode if anyone wants to check it out afterwards. Can I just chuck in another comment there? Whenever you go and see a careers advisor, always check that either they're a member of ADCAS, which is the university, uh, university's career services in, in Britain, or they're a member of something like called the CDR, which is the Careers Development Institute, and those are both British universe, British um, organisations. Um, because there will be the odd person that will call themselves a careers advisor who isn't qualified, um, who won't necessarily do quite as good a job as someone who's qualified. Now, different countries in the world will have their own version of ACAS and the CDI. Um, so yeah, just if you are going to use someone as a freelancer, just make sure they're qualified. And then I suppose that one of the things, that the last one we, we kind of talked about, which um, was something that, that had completely escaped my mind, and I'm, I'm so glad that you, that, that, that you mentioned it, which was this idea of developing, you know, if, if, you, if you don't know where you're, you're going to go and you're trying to figure out your career, you still also have to be very, very aware of your social media presence, because uh, you said to develop a um, professional identity, um, or at least kind of be aware of your professional identity when it comes to social media profiles. Yeah, because I mean... <laughs> I'm sure you've had these conversations with employers as well, but I've often, um, employers have often said to me that whenever they are going to um, interview someone, they will always Google them um, just to see what sort of presence they've got online. It's going to be very important when you are engaging with employers that they see a very professional image of you online. Um, so it's going to be worth just before you start actively engaging with employers, going through all your social media accounts and either making them very very private um, for all the photos that you don't want sharing um, or all the sort of other bits that you want to keep private and then having uh, accounts which are very focused on engaging with um, employers um, that you want to then potentially work with in the future so to, to give a very positive image of you to show your that you're engaged you know your subject that your um you know the experience you've got the skills you've got so it's all about developing that professional image before you even get anywhere near leaving university um because employers will search you out and check out you know who they're going to be talking to um yeah, we all do it on each other i'm sure um so and employers are no different to they are human beings who will check out who they're going to be talking to um, so yeah it's just about creating that professional image and not not leaving it until the march of year three doing it uh, from very early on we're not just talking about here the people who who know what they want to do career-wise if you're listening to this and you haven't a clue what you want to do career-wise and you're you're still trying to figure everything out this still applies to you because even if you're just applying for something and it's a temporary job or if it's something you're not even sure if you're interested in you know you they can still google you i think sometimes people take this very seriously when they've committed to areas that they want to go down but when they're still figuring out they think oh, it doesn't apply to them it absolutely applies to you so i'm just going to re-emphasize that for anyone who's listening who, who might be worried or who might be thinking oh that bit doesn't apply to me i 100 promise that uh, that it does mark we've, we've come to the end of your seven um uh, I, I thank you again so much you, you, you've been fantastic and I, I suppose your message from these seven points is that if you are and if, if i can try and sum it up in, in one sentence is that if, if if you're still trying to figure things out there is hope and not to kind of worry would that be a fair, a fair assessment absolutely 
And I think if I was to add a second sentence to that, I would be just get involved, get be engaged, go out and do stuff. It doesn't you don't have to have a master plan in place. Just go out there and get involved and say yes to things. And that will open up all sorts of things that you hadn't even expected. That was Mark Yates with his seven fantastic points of what you should do if you are a student or graduate and you don't know what you should do next. I've put a brief summary of the seven points in the description if you wanted to take a look after the episode, if you needed to uh, remind yourself. And I've also put a link to Mark's website as well if you wanted to check out more of uh, Mark's services. He also does a really good blog with some uh, really good advice on there if you wanted to check that out. What I took from... doing this episode with Mark was that if you are someone who has no idea what they want to do next but is willing to try new things and new ideas there are always things that you can do and sometimes that's easier than others and sometimes that's clearer I suppose than others but there's always something and I know at the moment many of you particularly with COVID-19 might be feeling that your options are limited and that uh, it's harder now than ever was in kind of modern day times to try and kind of break into that graduate market or to to kind of find your own career path. And I completely, uh, I suppose, agree with you in one sense, but would also say that there are still opportunities out there. There are still things you can do and not to kind of give up hope because uh, as you hopefully will have kind of figured out from this podcast over the last uh, few months if you've been regularly listening is that I'm an optimist and I believe in everyone listening to this episode I believe in you and uh, I absolutely think you can find your own career path and uh, that you can kind of figure things out and it's not easy and, and and again I've said this before that one of the reasons I do this podcast is because I found my career transition after university so difficult that it's an area that I kind of want to highlight and want to help people who are trying to figure out um, what they are trying to do and how they can kind of push themselves forward. With all that being said, a few quick things. Just a massive thank you to Mark Yates for taking the time to come and uh, talk on the show today. And if you found this episode helpful, there's two things you can do. One is subscribe to get the latest episodes once they come out. And second of all, is spread the word. If you have someone who you know who is a graduate or maybe who's a student or who is someone who's just trying to figure out their career, send them a link, recommend an episode, tell them to get in touch because because I want to use this podcast to try and help as many people as I can. So if you can help me help someone else, then please do. Please subscribe. Please share the episode as much as uh, as humanly possible. And um, if you have any questions you want to engage with the show at all, I would absolutely love to hear from you. But for now... I'm Keno Sullivan. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Graduate Compass. Remember, if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes, then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out. Our email is info at graduatecompass.ie.